everybody. We are the Homemakers Podcast, and we are here for this special episode. We're really excited. I'm Rachel, and Amber's here. Hello, everybody. And we have a special guest today. This is so exciting. First member of one of our families to join the podcast. We have my little brother, Sam, is here. And Sam, do you want to introduce yourself to our uh, podcast listeners? Um, hey, everybody. I'm Sam Wagner, Rachel's little brother. Uh, just here to talk some psych today. Uh, yeah. One of my favorite shows growing up, so thought it'd be a good time. Yeah, so the site does air on Hallmark Movies and Mysteries currently, and this was a, there's nothing, there are no films airing this weekend on Hallmark, and there was only one last weekend, so it was kind of an, a, a week, week, <laughs> and so we decided what we wanted to cover, and we decided to cover Psych, and uh, so the first person I thought of is we got to have Sam on the program, so we're really excited. Are you excited, Amber? I'm so excited. I've, I'm just like, yay, we got to play with little baby Rachel, little <laughs> brother. In my head, you're like four years old, yeah. which is totally not true, but just, just go with it. All right. Sounds good. <laughs> so, all right. So this is exciting. And uh, first, I think we should sort of go over our overall histories with the show, our fandom levels or whatever. And I... Uh, and then we're gonna we'll get into talking about the characters and things we like, things that worked, and all that fun stuff. So uh, I will start since I'm the least invested. Um, <laughs> I, I this was not a show. This started right after my mission, and so it was just not something that I I don't know. I just I just didn't ever get into. But not because I didn't like it, but just there's just so many shows. It's it's overwhelming nowadays. <laughs> And, uh, but I did see an episode here and there because Sam, Sam really liked it and I enjoyed it. And I did watch the, uh, the movie last year, but that was really funny. And then I watched the top 10, I found a list of the top 10 psych episodes to get ready for this podcast. And I watched those and really enjoyed those. So, uh, it's, it's a lot of, it's a lot of fun, but I'm definitely the least experience with the show as far as this podcast goes so amber what about you yeah so watched it season one through the whole thing we own all of the movie on all the series on dvd um so we're, we're big fans in our family um yeah and i just love it and i went and got my picture taken with james roday and dulay hill at comic-con this past year i mean salt lake comic-con last year so it was pretty exciting it's a good day so um it's a great show i love it so much and i bullied rachel into doing this so i'm pretty pleased <laughs> no around from 14 to 16 i was obsessed with it i mean it was one of my favorite shows i'd watch it like religiously and then probably around 16 17 i just stopped watching it and really haven't watched it since but i have a lot of like fond memories for it and one thing that i thought was funny recently was that at my school they actually next to my math class there was like this massive line outside of a building and I was like well what what could that be for <clears throat> so after class I go and I look on snapchat I look on the map and look at that area and it's it was actually like premiere for the psych movie and like hmm. James Roday was there and it was like literally 20 feet away from me and I could have gone Sam but, what uh, were you thinking <laughs> I had no idea <laughs> But, uh, <laughs> kind of fun. I don't know. That's about Why it, didn't though. you go? You should have gone. I, well, I had no idea that it was even a thing. I didn't know the movie was even happening. So. Oh, Sammy. Oh, <laughs> Sammy. It was so funny, too. Even my not knowing the, the show that well, I still thought it was pretty funny. So, mm -hmm. oh, too bad. But you were steps away from greatness. At least exactly. you can say that. So that's good. Well, cool. Um, so... Uh, I have a little bit of trivia. Let's see. Amber, can you guess which one of the main cast members has been in the most Hallmark movies? I already know. So ask, ask okay. Sam. Gonna, okay, uh, yes, Sam. Ask. Guess, uh, the guy who plays Lassiter. No. Good guess. No. You want to make it? a second guess? Um, let me think. Is it Sean's dad? 
Yeah. Corbin Burton has been in the most Hallmark movies. He was in uh, A Time to Dance, Love's Complicated, Portrait of Love, For the Love of Grace, and Love Comes Softly. So he's just a, he's a hall star pretty much. He really is. <laughs> this is pretty exciting. <laughs> uh, so, cause I would have guessed Maggie Lawson, but yeah, cause she's been in mm. two. But um, yes. But she's been the star of two, which kind of counts double. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, yeah. But just for fun, Rachel. Yeah. Which main character has been in the most Disney Channel original movies. Ooh. That's a hard question. It's really tricky because it's tied. And it's <laughs> just Carlton and, I mean, um, Timothy Amundsen and Maggie Lawson both were in one. Oh, were they? <laughs> yeah. Oh, and and uh, Dooley Hill was in an actual Disney movie movie. Yeah. In Holes. I can fix that. Oh, he was in Holes. Yeah. For yeah. <laughs> Which I love Holes. I think it's so good. I love the I book and movies. One of the fun things about Psych is that they will sometimes make, like, in references to other projects. So, like, they sometimes talk about Gus in Holes and say things, and it's really funny. Oh, or like, yeah. they'll be like, oh, that's one Shia LaBeouf movie. <laughs> Stuff like that. Especially on the episode where they are digging the hole for the dinosaur. Mm-hmm. And there's, mm. like, little references in that episode, which is really funny. That's cool. That's really good. Um, so, okay. Uh, so let's talk about this cast. So we have uh, James Rode playing Sean. And mm-hmm. so why don't you explain, Amber, what Sean's character is in the show? Kind of like the mentalist, but better. Because the premise is that Sean is just hyper-observant. And so he is able to, you know, take all of these abstract details and use them to solve crimes. Um, but because, you know, the detectives don't want to just believe he's better at their job than he they are, um, he lies and says he's a psychic. So he pretends to be a psychic and he drags along his best friend since he was little, Burton, Gus, Guster, and they go throughout all these adventures trying to basically solve murders. And they are so funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they have really good chemistry, and uh, I don't know, what do you think that, uh, Sam, what do you think that James Rode brings to this role of Sean? I mean, I think the main thing that he brings is, like, a sense of improvisation. I think mm-hmm. that, that's probably the biggest thing, because, like, if you, if you look at any of, like, the bloopers or cuts, they'll do a scene, like, 10, 15 different times, and he'll just say, you know, random catchphrases or different things, and I think that's one of the main <clears throat> things that made the role what it was it's kind of like <laughs> spastic humor kind of improv and it was a lot of physical humor too if you think about the different episodes like he'd have like psychic spasms or whatever and um yeah that's what i would say he really is the main thing well he's the type of character that's very difficult to keep likable and i i, I sort of was thinking about it in comparison to like uh um Oh my gosh, Jim Parsons in Big Bang Theory in in a certain way that like they're both kind of these somewhat selfish characters that um, that uh, that uh, you know that are uh, that are eccentric and that you know anal- that notice everything and kind of a thing and uh, I think that you know they both, in my opinion, they both manage to keep their characters likable despite being somewhat selfish. Yeah. Well, I mean, in Sean's case, like there's countless scenarios in the show where he is like self-sacrificing. And I think that kind of makes up for his kind of in general attitude. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, not describing a particular situation, but there's lots of situations where like Gus will be like held at gunpoint or whatever. And Sean will like decide to like step out and be brave or whatever to save his friend. So I don't know. Yeah. yeah, I mean, at the heart of the show, one of the best things about it is the relationship between Sean and Gus. I mean, it's really, but the, when you get to see the moments where not just like Sean and Gus have so much fun together, but where that you see how much they like love each other and they really care for each other. Like Gus walks into a bank where Gus is in a hostage situation and Sean's like, I'm going in there. I don't care what happens. That is Gus in there. So it's a, it's a part of the show that really gives it a, a heart and even grounds it in some of the more absurd moments is just 
how much their camaraderie and brotherhood together. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So, well, let's talk about uh, Gus um, Dulé Hill. And he's kind of, if you were going to talk about Big Bang Theory, he's kind of the Leonard type character. You want kind of the straight man who uh, is kind of dragged along in these situations. The Watson to Holmes kind of a thing. Um, and uh, what do you think about uh, his his performance, Amber? Um, you've got to love Magic Head. He is such a great uh, character with his Snooper Snipper. This is going to be really inside for like people who actually have watched every episode and they're going to be like, oh, those references, what a catch. <laughs> but um, no, so he's, he's just really fun. And like you said, he does oftentimes play the straight man to Sean's outlandish antics, but it's, he serves not even just as like a foil for Sean. They're able to write him in to the episodes in such a way that Sean uses Gus as like his interpreter when he's having psychic fits so that mm. it doesn't make Gus just there for no reason. He, he uses Gus and needs Gus so that he can do all this outlandish stuff and still at the end of the day, get the, the crime solved. Yeah. One thing I liked is that, that, like, yes, you have this situation where Sean is lying about having these psychic abilities, but, like, you don't really hold it against him because nobody would have accepted, like, people are more accepting of, of a psychic than of somebody with special abilities, which is really interesting, actually, when you think about it, and I think that's kind of true. Like, we're, I don't know, which I think is interesting. <laughs> yeah, I guess, like, What's the delineation between being psychic and being super observant? Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I mean, I guess super observant isn't like predicting what's going to happen, or maybe it is. I mean, they always say that like the people who are, you know, being psychic and like talking to the dead, the ones that are shams, they just like read your tells and that's how they can say like, oh your dead grandmother and then you're like oh I do have a dead grandmother <laughs> like that kind of stuff so I think that is you know interesting but, but, but I don't know I just, I just think it's interesting that we as like a society would be more accepting of somebody that's psychic versus being somebody accepting of somebody who's just like gifted you know what I mean mm -hmm. but maybe the, the line isn't isn't that far yeah, but I don't know if that's necessarily true too you don't I mean, think like, so no, I mean, not totally. I mean, I don't think that psychics are relatively popular right now, mm -hmm. I would say. Yeah. Um, I also like the fact that, like, they never make a really that much, at least what I've seen, make a big deal about the fact they have a, um, like, mixed race friendship. Like, it's they're just friends, which I, I appreciate that about. Yeah. The show. It's not really that big of a deal. I think the only time they ever really talk about it is when like um let's do wop it again and um what's it called the other one that has <laughs> steve urkel in it oh, yeah. <laughs> um, where he has like his friends from college who show up and sean just like wants to be in their acapella group and it's called black Appella, and they're like you can't be in our group <laughs> but i think that's basically the only other time except for also in black and tan crimes of fashion where they're like and so you're black and you're tan and they're like whoa hey yeah. how dare you because... i'm black <laughs> you said that's kind of a case of where like diversity i feel like is done super correctly where no one makes a big deal of it and you just know that dule hill was the best guy for that job and james roday was, was the best guy for that job i mean in james roday he's not even i mean he is white but he's not like Anglican he you know his real name is like James Rodriguez he's actually Latino so really oh, yes there you go um about the the people over at the station so yes we have Carlton Lassie Laster uh played by Timothy Omens who I know a little bit better from Gallivant which is a great show that we should talk about sometime on this podcast because it's super fun. And uh, anyway, but he's he's a very funny actor, but he plays like the the chief detective basically. Uh, that that is, is lead detective. Lead detective. And he's 
they're constantly, these two are constantly driving him crazy, basically. Yeah, and it, it kind of is a relationship that progresses through the show. But at first, he's definitely kind of like straight arrow, like cop that's just kind of mean to him or whatever. But, you know, it gets more, they become better friends as the show goes on, for sure. Yeah. And he, he's kind of really, his kind of personality, I think, gets more quirky and more quirky as the show goes on. Close. So, and that that's always comes through, I think. Um, okay, so the uh, the next person we'll talk about is Maggie Lawson's character. We'll talk about Jules, and so she comes on as a uh, as a um, de- as an officer, junior detective, junior detective, and uh, she becomes the love interest. And there's another love interest uh, in one of the episodes that I saw with Rachel Lee Cook. Yeah, um, Abigail. Yeah. Yeah, Abigail. Yeah. What did you think of? I guess both of them and their like chemistry with uh, with Sean and just how that whole story played out. I liked her before. Like I liked her more before she became like a real romantic interest in Sean. Okay. I think that's sort of when the show was like at its high point. Was just when all the characters were doing their own thing, and then as their romantic like things started developing, and like even at some point in the show they like move in together that's where i think the show started going downhill for me and like a lot of my interest in it for some reason um i think like there's a thing with these shows where you have the main girl and you have the main guy and it's almost like they're going to get together and so it's like almost makes it kind of predictable and then the writers kind of feel like they have to do it i think Mm -hmm. which i don't i don't not even sure the show needed that to happen at all which is yeah. probably not a popular opinion, but uh, <laughs> I think her character was good. I think that, yeah, I just think it would have been better if they had just kept it separate. Yeah. yeah. Um, I love Jules and I love Jules and John. They're like OTP, one of my like favorite couples of all time. So how dare you, sir? <laughs> but um, um, I felt like it was really nice and you know that they progressed as they did and the obstacles that kept them apart for a long time didn't seem like just put in there to keep them apart they seemed pretty reasonable and like natural and there is uh there is uh karen vick uh played mm-hmm. by kirsten nelson she's like the head of everything at the department and yeah, vick yeah and uh yeah uh she was on the feud in the fugitive she was the doctor, the, the, the <laughs> talking doctor. I found that out. Um, I don't know. What did you think about her, uh, Sam? Do you have any memory of her character? Um, yeah, her character, I think, was one of those characters that <clears throat> they kind of just introduced as kind of like the chief of the police, just like no, kind of boring. But I do remember some certain side plots that she really got some time to shine like comedically. Because mm-hmm. I think she started having kids and there was like some funny babysitting episodes or like she'd bring her kid to work and certain things. So I remember her character having some, definitely some funny moments and some interesting things for sure. Yeah, she she is quite funny um, in her own right. And then she also has, you know, a very necessary role as being basically the person who gives Sean the key kingdom, as it were, and says, okay, you're in, let's go. <laughs> like, Because mm-hmm. not every chief, and we do see this sometime, and... Um, trout shows up that not everybody would be as accepting of sean or care like well you get the results with the evidence so i don't care what your methods are as long as they're not illegal yeah um so that is you know that's she's very important to the show in that you know procedural way but also she provides a lot of she provides heart and also um like sam mentioned humor in the appropriate times yeah yeah Okay, then the last character that we're going to talk about are the main, sorry, main characters is the one before mentioned, uh, Henry Spencer, uh, played by Corbin Burns, and this is his dad. And obviously, they have a very rocky relationship, and that is a huge part of the show, is Sean's relationship with his dad. And his dad's the one that kind of ha- forced him, in a way, to, like, gain these skills, or at least, like, monopolize them off of them. Uh, but his dad was very tough on him, and they have this interesting relationship. Uh, what do you think about his dad today, Sam? Um, 
it's one of the characters I don't remember like too much, but it seems like he just kind of was always there for advice and for Sean to kind of like fall back on. I remember there was being subplots with his mom and his dad getting back together or talking or whatever. Um, but I think that was definitely part of like a needed character in order to explain kind of like his abilities and the needed backstory element. Mm-hmm. But you know. yeah, he and his mom's played by Sybil Shepherd, I believe. Right. That's correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you think of his dad, Amber? Um, I, Henry is really tough because you can see why Sean and his dad have such a terrible relationship. Um, especially in the flashbacks where he's like, honestly, kind of a huge jerk. Um, but he's also super necessary because he helped hone Sean's skills. Um, but I don't know. He he does have funny moments. And as the show gets on later, as, you know, Henry and Sean's relationship heals and he has a, you know, a bigger role at the police department, his character becomes more important to the storylines instead of just a, you know, a tool for Sean to utilize when he wants more information. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love Corbin Burnson. And also, you know, later on in the series, they allow him to have a bit more fun as a character. So it's always nice when he gets to yeah. be funny as opposed to just kind of a jerk. Well, he seems like he's actually a pretty important character to me because otherwise I think, I think he makes, helps make Sean more of a likable character because I think without the sort of backstory, uh, you would just be like, oh, this guy's kind of a jerk. He's sort of selfish, you know, but, but because you see that he's sort of a wounded guy and that because he's compensating for, for things and that he has these, I think it helps. Uh, so you have like, you have a really somebody who seems super confident with somebody at the same time who's really not confident and very insecure. And, and uh, so I think, I think it works. I think that Sean and Gus's relationship grows through the series. Relationship pretty much is just like starts rock solid, stays rock solid about the whole thing. Um, so it doesn't necessarily grow in that way. I think it just sort of deepens that the more time you get to watch them be together, the more we understand how, how strong their history really is together. Um, I mean, I don't know that you can get closer than Sean and Gus. They are mm-hmm. the true love story in this thing. Um, and it just starts in being in love and ends with being in love because they are, I mean, they're best friends forever. Nothing will ever separate them. Um, so I, I don't know. I just really love them. And I don't know that there's really any other, like, bromance that could even compare because I feel like they have the best relationship of anybody on any show because they know each other's flaws. They know everybody, they know each other's secrets. They communicate, they fight, but they like work it out. They are, and they just always have fun with each other. Yeah. What about you, Sam? What do you think about them together? I mean, it just means essentially the whole point of the show is their relationship, which is again, kind of why I don't, didn't really see the point of adding a Jules relationship um yeah. i don't know i i it's hard to say like that it progresses at all i think it's as she said pretty uh pretty rock solid i mean there's moments where gus will go back to his pharmaceutical job and gus or sean will have to try and convince him to come back and he'll be resilient or resistive to the idea but yeah for the most part i mean it's pretty pretty mm-hmm. much the same as far as i can remember yeah Cool. Uh, so what were some of your favorite guest stars over the years uh, the, the, or any that particularly stick out for you? Uh, did you have any, um, Amber? Um, so I think my favorite guest star is George Takai as George Takai. Um, I feel like when he is in that episode, um, he is so funny. Um, he it's just he's like such a huge diva and it's just he does like a super funny great job where you could believe that that's well how he would be but obviously if he was like that in real life he wouldn't um and so I think that's probably my favorite one which is a little bit you know I guess a hard pull but I also really love the choices that they made for um uh Gus's parents Hudson and Felicia Rasad as his mom and dad. Um, I feel like they were really fun casting choices. 
Um, because, you know, this show also has so much references to like 80s and 90s culture. So they, all our guest stars, most of their guest stars are pretty fun characters, especially when they're like, you know, Sybil Shepard is Sean's mom or Ernie Hudson is Gus's dad. So uh, I think those are probably my favorites. Well, I enjoyed one, uh, an episode with Carrie Elways from... Oh, yeah. Yeah, as uh, I was going to mention. Yeah, from uh, Princess Bride. Uh, as been a couple episodes. Yeah, he was fun as a as a art thief that kind of outsmarts. Um, he was kind of an Irene Adler, uh, not relationship-wise, but outsmarting-wise, uh, of, of the that episode, uh, which was fun uh, to, to see and to see him back. Because you don't get to see him as much as I'd like. Uh, yeah. Um, what are, is there any others that you stood out to you? Well, one I was going to mention was Jimmy Simpson. I don't know if you guys know who that is. Um, if you've seen Westworld or Always Sunny in Philadelphia, he played like I believe it was in the. Uh, he played Mary Lightly. Oh yeah, Mary. That? Mary, um, and he's just awesome. He's one of my favorite actors. He's really underrated. Anything that he's in, he just adds a ton of. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I, you watch Always Sunny in Philadelphia a little bit, right, Rachel? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you know the uh, McPoyle brothers? <laughs> yeah. He's one of the McPoyle brothers. Oh, no. So, <laughs> Do you watch that he, show, Amber? I have seen like three seasons. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. They're, the, they're the two brothers who always drink milk and have like the feud with the. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's also in Westworld season one and he's incredible in that show. Oh, yeah. Cool. Yeah, really cool. underrated actor and does an awesome job in Psych too. Cool. Uh, so, what were your, some of your favorite episodes uh, that uh, that you that stood out to you? Well, let's see. One that I uh, remember really liking. And this just pops into my head. Uh, I can't remember what the title was exactly. It might have been like Tuesday the Seventeenth. Uh-huh, yeah. Is that, is that the one where uh, Lasseter moves into the new apartment building? Oh, no, that's Here's Lassie. Yeah, Here's Lassie. That one's really funny. Yeah, um, it is. Pretty much anything from, like, season one till three is, like, amazing. I think that was probably the best three seasons of the show. Of the ones that I saw, my favorite was The Spelling Bee. I oh, thought yeah. that one was yeah. really funny and clever. Yeah. Meacham. <laughs> banana. Yeah, banana. <laughs> <laughs> right. And uh, yeah, there's uh, the this big spelling bee that Gus was uh, uh, in when he was little. And uh, so there's some, some of their backstory put in there. And uh, there's all the kinds of shenanigans that go on. And uh, it, it was funny. It was clever. Uh, and... Um, kind of felt like a, I don't know, like an old school detective, you know, someone like, uh, almost reminded me of Clue a little bit, the movie Clue, mm-hmm. a little bit. But not as much as the episode 100 Clues. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Which was just Clue with a bunch of people. <laughs> I don't know. It's so tough. I feel like my favorite episode is probably... The, well, it's probably tied between season two, episode one, and season two, episode 16, um, American Duos and Sean and Gus of the Dead. Um, in American Duos, they can be on like a reality singing competition. And um, oh my gosh, Tim Curry. And Tim Curry is like the Simon Cowell mm-hmm. judge who is someone's trying to kill him. And it is. Tim Curry is beyond hilarious. He is just the funniest person in the whole universe in that episode. It's unbelievable. Um, And then in Sean and Gus of the Dead, they have a mummy that goes missing. And Gus is obviously afraid of monkeys. Not monkeys, mummies. He's obviously afraid of mummies because Gus is afraid of a lot of things and it is just one of the funniest episodes ever. They, oh, it kills me. So I, I'm going to say those are my two favorites of all time, probably. Yeah, I really So if you haven't like, seen uh, them, watch them. Gus and Sean, the the, uh, the fashion one, what was that called again? Oh, um, Black and Tan, Crimes Black of and Fashion. Tan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
That one's hilarious. Yeah, that's also season two. I mean, if yeah. you're going to only watch one season of Psych, probably choose season two. Yeah, I'd agree with that for sure. I think most shows, I feel like, have like a good two, sometimes three seasons, and then it, you can tell they're reaching a little bit uh, further beyond that. Uh, I don't know. Like but even- I don't know. I uh, I was looking through my the list and i have probably half of them highlighted (laughs) because i was like oh man there's this part that's so funny and even on episodes that aren't as strong i feel like there is at least one to five jokes that will really have you laughing out loud yeah i don't know the episode this is from but do you remember the one where uh sean is on the treadmill or it's like an elliptical or something, and there's like a note on it that says if he stops, it'll explode. Yes. Um, oh, God, which episode is that? Dang it. It's, in the episode, they, there's an athlete who, it's, I think it's Dead Man's Curveball. Um, not that that means anything to you. Yeah. I think it's Dead Man's Curveball, where um, there is the baseball player who dies and they accuse the teacher of not the teacher like the hitting coach of drugging him mm-hmm. um, yeah that, part's that is so funny gus comes in and sean's just like soaking in sweat <laughs> he's just <laughs> he's like how long you've been going for he's like an hour or something like that it's so funny <laughs> he's like almost dead <laughs> so it's a really good one one of the ones on the list that i had is called dual spires and, oh yes and I was curious what you thought of this one. Uh, I don't know if you've seen it, Sam, but um, this one felt very different because the whole thing's like a play up on Twin Peaks. Well, have you seen Twin Peaks, Rachel? I, I haven't, but I know about it and kind of the style. I'm actually yeah. a huge Twin Peaks fan. Yeah. So you liked you liked this go doing something totally yeah. different. Even yeah, the I mean, theme song is totally different. I mean, it's just totally a callback to Twin Peaks. So if like, and they bring back a lot of the same actors and. Um, yeah, so if you've seen Twin Peaks, it's just super fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's totally bizarre, but also it totally works for the like the tone of Psych as a whole because they do themed ep- episodes all the time, and they just work because it's like, eh, it's Psych, it works. Um, so yeah, that one's really funny. I mean, they changed the theme song quite a few times. I mean, they have like a Bollywood episode, they have a Bollywood theme song. Yeah, um, and then you know, in like Lights, Camera, Homocito, they do it in Spanish. Oh, yeah acapella for mm. let's do op again okay. um yeah. yeah so it's it's really fun I, I mean it is a different tone from what the regular show is but like it seemed still, like the kind of thing like they would either really annoy fans or that they would like and so i was just curious because it was so different you'd either be like wow they're like for instance the goldbergs they did this season they did a that's 90s episode where all of a sudden the family's in the 90s and i'm like okay they're out of ideas well that was Rachel, yeah. that was a backdoor pilot for a different show that does not count <laughs> it was lame and uh you know you could just tell that like they they're out of ideas and at least to me i thought it was lame and uh, Rachel, so it was a backdoor pilot you can't say, you can't base a show on the backdoor pilot for a spinoff series. That doesn't count. <laughs> well, no, I've watched the Goldbergs for a long time. I was just saying, I felt like that was the episode they kind of jumped the shark. That it was like, okay, they, they're out of ideas. But that's because it wasn't even an episode of the Goldbergs. <laughs> it was just a pilot for another series set in the same universe. Yeah, I guess, I guess. No, I, no, I guess it was. <laughs> Sam, back me up on this. I've never seen the Goldbergs. I have no idea what you're talking about. That's like you saying, like, oh my gosh, I can't believe they had an episode dedicated to Laverne and Shirley because <laughs> I was watching Happy Days. Like, no, Rachel, it's a different show. It's the same universe. I, I guess. I don't know. I just felt like, wow, they've really ran out of ideas, but I didn't, I don't know. I guess I didn't think about it as much as yeah, I should The have. Twin Peaks one of Psych didn't feel like that to me. And one of the questions that I kind of had about the show in retrospect was, mm-hmm. why it enticed such a kind of a young audience in general when a lot of the throwbacks were to things that the audience didn't understand? Like, yeah. I'm sure most of the audience that watched the Twin Peaks episode has never seen Twin Peaks and it still was an enjoyable episode. 
Yeah, that's interesting. A lot of the actors that they brought in were from things that most of the audience hadn't seen again. So It's really true because there's like all this stuff that's nostalgia for the 80s mm-hmm. and you're like, but that's really popular amongst younger people. I mean, it sounds old when I say things like that, but people like yourself, Sam, that, uh, that love it, but things like Stranger Things and and um uh and the goldbergs and you know stuff like that that's that's very like nostalgic of the 80s but people like it that aren't from that generation which is interesting i don't know what do you think why did you like it so much well yeah i mean i think the humor is funny regardless of whether you understand some of the references and mm-hmm. i think a lot of the way they do it is kind of in, in passing of kind of just say oh you know a small remark about a reference about something and that it doesn't really impact your enjoyment of the show in a lot of ways. Um, I think the first time I saw the Twin Peaks episode of Psych, I had never seen Twin Peaks before. I still mm-hmm. thought it was a pretty good episode. It was just kind of weird. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was interesting to me to kind of like watch the show again a little bit and be like, wow, like I'm sure I didn't get half these references when I first watched this. Mm-hmm. Did you watch Twin Peaks, Amber, when you saw the episode? Um, I had seen, I think, the first season of Twin Peaks at that point, but I mean, I have, I haven't even watched the whole thing. Oh, you haven't seen the new season yet? No. It's crazy, man. You want me? I mean, I spend too much of my time watching Hallmark. I can't really start. <laughs> well, it's definitely, uh, it's definitely pretty R-rated. So. Sam, why are you watching it? Well, you know. Uh... Sam, close your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's bizarre, though. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah. So why do you think, Amber, that we're drawn to the younger people or just everybody seems drawn to like 80s nostalgia now? Well, I I mean, the 80s were awesome, at least as far as like clothes and movie and all that stuff went, right? I mean, come on. You can't really beat, I don't know, the Breakfast Club. (laughs) I mean, you can beat the Breakfast Club, but it's, it's iconic. And so... I mean, they're far enough away that they are like classics, but also not so far away that they're in black and white and people hate black and white movies for some reason. (laughs) Well, I wonder if it's kind of like uh, sort of a Midnight in Paris effect, if you've seen that movie. Mm -hmm. uh, Like, if you think about the 80s, what movies were in the 80s? You had things like, uh, you had things like Dirty Dancing set in the 60s, (laughs) like uh, American Graffiti. And, you know, just a bunch of other movies that were set in the 60s. So maybe that's just a thing we do is we sort of look back 20 years. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and like they say, you know, all fashion recycles. So eventually we'll end up wearing hoop skirts again, I guess. (laughs) Um, But what I want to say is that I think part of the reason why the show is so successful is because it, you know, like Monk, it is a procedural show where they solve a murder each week so there is that you know that beginning middle and end that you can always watch you don't have to watch psych in order you can watch it out of order and still enjoy it yeah but it's also very clever it's very fun you can tell that the cast has a lot of fun and some good chemistry and i don't feel like there was a lot of ego amongst the cast i felt like they were all really you know fun and delightful and i like i said every episode i feel like there is something that will make you laugh. So it is worthwhile. Mm-hmm. Well, I think I, another reason why it was so popular uh, among younger audiences was that it was funny, but it was also super family friendly. And so yeah. I think even if you look at like Mormon families, I've found that it's like, I always will be like, Oh, have you seen this? And they'll usually say, yeah, my parents, that was one of the shows my parents let me watch, you know? Yeah. And it felt like an adult show, but it also lacked kind of that usual adult content. So that was nice. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's true. I can attest to the fact that uh, you can literally skip around because that's what I did with these 10 <laughs> episodes. And, uh, and, and it is self-contained. Kind of like Murder, She Wrote or, or uh, yeah. any of those shows. Any of those mystery shows, which, yeah. I mean, it's got a real, like, it's family friendly. It's super fun. You can watch it by episode or throughout the season. It's got mm-hmm. a perfect home at Hallmark Movies and Mysteries. It just belongs. <laughs> Yeah. And so do you think that there are we going to see more now? I believe Steve Frank said that he has plans and is willing to do five more movies. 
right now he could just go. So Steve Franks is obviously like the writer and creator of the show. Um, And I know, I mean, I don't know because I like don't hang out with them and talk to them in real life, but I am pretty darn sure that the cast would do a new movie any second of the day. Like they would just be for it. Yeah, the only one is like, I don't know, but I know that when they did this movie that the um, uh, Timothy Omens was sick i don't know like I he was he was plant no he was planning on doing it they had it written for him and then he had a stroke oh stroke, and okay. so he had not recovered in time for him to mm-hmm. film it so that's why they ended up just doing that phone call okay okay so he's he's well as far as you know i feel like yeah I, i've seen things where he's doing better okay good Good. Okay. I, I don't, you know, I'm not his mom, but I, I, based on what he posts on his Instagram and his social media, it looks like he's, you know, in recovery and doing rehab and all that stuff. Cool. It did not even talk about the pineapple because there's always a pineapple hidden in every episode. So when you watch them, always look for the pineapple. Also, um, fun recurring things like the I've heard it both ways is also when Sean says, and my partner, Peter Panic, or, and my associate, Gus Silly Pants Jackson. Those are always funny where he comes up with or, the random names. Remember the, uh, Gus. the one where they're impersonating doctors and they have to pretend to have like the African clicking dialect? Yes. Like, I mean, I, I wouldn't even be able to do it, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just so funny. And those are the things that like Sam was mentioning that, Dulé and James Roday would just make up on the spot and just try to make each other laugh. And then also the I've heard it both ways. Did I already mention that? I think I did. And Gus, don't be a gushy chocolate chip. He always tells Gus to don't be something. And those are so funny. So <laughs> we also look for those things. Gus saying, uh, heard about Pluto. Messed up, That's right? messed up, right? <laughs> Classic pickup line. It works every time. When we have guests on our show, we like to ask them some fun questions. And so since I have have convinced you to come on our show, (laughs) we're going to do it. The first one is, what's the best ice cream flavor? Oh, um, best ice cream flavor. I'm going to have to go with just classic mint chocolate chip. Very good. Um, Favorite color? Purple. It's my favorite color. I didn't know we had the same favorite color. Oh my gosh, you guys are like so cute. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. Who knew? Okay, um, and what music are you listening to right now? A lot of like indie rock. Mm. Give us some bands. Um, Let's say Beach Fossils, uh, some Kendrick Lamar. It's, It's a big mix. Loving it. Rachel loves rap as well. <laughs> that heard. Right. Yeah. You do. Don't, I swear you said that on the podcast. What? No. I pr- I'm going to go back and listen to the tape. <laughs> I wouldn't. I don't think she would say that. No, Rachel I've never said rap. that. False. False. Okay. Go to date night food. Does he go on dates? Is he old enough? He goes on way. 21. He goes on that, way. That's what I'm saying. Are you old enough to go on dates, little Sam? Sam is like an authority on dates. Okay, go to date night food date night food uh i mean it's risky but if they like it sushi most of the time they don't and so then usually the backup is just something simple or like american burger type of place okay go to date night activity netflix and chill does not count keep it simple and just like have ice cream or go somewhere cool I don't know. I'm not a big fan What's of someplace cool. Movie dates. I don't know. Like, What's cool to the kids nowadays, Sam? I don't know. If 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 you're in Salt Lake, you can go like somewhere in City Creek or downtown and just walk around and get some ice cream, just talk. I think that's usually one of the best things to do. Now, how slow do you walk? Do you walk as slow as like the couples on Hallmark movies or like a pace where the people behind you wouldn't scream? Um, I'm not sure how fast they walk on Hallmark <laughs> movies. Uh, very slow. Yeah, <laughs> they like to take a leisurely pace with their, uh, with their, you know, strolls along along the beach. You know, kind of like maybe half a mile an hour. <laughs> the sand is lapping them. Yeah. Um, okay. Um, 
Okay, now these are some either or questions. Dogs or cats? Dogs. Beaches or mountains? Oof, beaches. Look at you and Rachel, twins again. Yeah. Um, okay, suit and tie or sweats? Sweats. Okay. Um, favorite holiday? Um, Halloween. Yes. Represent for Halloween. Proud of you. Do you dress up in costumes though? Yeah, try to. What was your costume last year? Costume last year, I believe, was a like 60s hippie type of guy. I had a big afro. Okay. What was your costume the year before that? Year before that, I think I didn't dress up the year before that because I was busy, but. (laughs) All right. And then what are you going to be this year? This year, I have no idea. Are you going to be Gus? Are you going to be Sean? Um, maybe. Maybe I'll be the pineapple. Yes, be the pineapple. Mm. Okay. And now this one, I don't know how you're going to do, but let's see. Favorite Hallmark movie? Oh, I don't know if I've ever seen one. Sam, <laughs> what is happening with your life? <laughs> I'm actually pretty certain I haven't seen one. Okay. Mission Sam's assignment. We'll pick a movie for him to watch. You have to yeah. watch it and then report back. All right. Sounds good. So in the comments, fun. listeners, give us a movie and the one with the most submissions Sam will have to watch. Yeah. <laughs> Uh-oh. <Make laughs> Try not to choose a, a sequel. Yeah. that won't make any sense. That a young t- t- uh, 21-year-old will like. <laughs> what would you pick, Amber? What would I pick? Yeah. For Sam to watch? Yeah. I don't know. That's why I'm leaving the, up to the listeners. <laughs> All right. Uh, I don't know which one I would pick. Um, I, I guess uh, you're, you like, like, an, you, I, I'd probably pick a Christmas movie. I think you, you could like a sweet, fun Christmas movie. Oh, yeah, maybe. Um, like you could watch it with a, a girlfriend or on a date or something like that. Um, like I think, or alone in your room crying into a tub of ice cream. Either way, <laughs> that's I already have La La Land for that. I don't need <laughs> it up to the the audience. Okay, <laughs> this will be fun. Yeah, so tweet to us. What should we do? Like hashtag Hallmark Sam or something like that. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Hashtag Hallmark Sam, and with your recommendations, twenty-one-year-old single young man. With really uh, cool headphones. That loves La La Land. Uh, loves La La what, Land. Yeah, that loves La La Land. <laughs> what do you recommend uh, for him? And this will be really fun. So, all righty. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Sam. We had so much fun talking about Psych. We really appreciate it. No problem. It all right. We'll let you Bye, know. Sam. Well, nice we look forward to having you back to talk about your review of All the right. Hallmark movie. If you want a review, I'll, I'll spare no criticism. Oh, yeah. Okay. We're, right. we're ready. Thank you so much. All right. Talk to you guys later. Bye. Bye. We hope you enjoyed our bonus episode this week where we got to talk with Amy Lane Craig about the life, our favorite Lifetime movies. That was pretty fun. And... Uh, and so let us know some of your favorite Lifetime movies. And we're excited to have her on board as the Lifetime movie correspondent, uh, and a part of our podcast. Up this week, there isn't any movies on Hallmark. Can you believe it, Amber? Um, yeah, what are they thinking? It's like they forgot April was a month. <laughs> Come on, guys. Get your act together. Yeah, yeah. We April- have a podcast to make. We can't just keep reviewing your TV series. <laughs> Yeah, for real. It's pretty, pretty rude. And uh, I mean, and, and not just, it's one thing to not have one on the main channel. And they try to like cover it by having these movie marathons, but it's not covering it. We know. <laughs> yeah, we're, uh, don't expect me to be live tweeting up your channel, guys. <laughs> so that is, is, is a thing. And uh, so, yeah, we just have One Calls the Heart, Eat the Pete's. And, uh, and then we're really excited. Next Monday, we have a special interview with Catherine Disher from The Good Witch, which we are so excited about. <laughs> so something definitely to put uh, on your calendar and look forward to because it's pretty awesome. And uh, we're really excited for you guys to hear that.
Absolutely. You guys, um, I don't want to spoil anything for you, but Catherine Disher is the greatest person on earth. She's amazing. And it was so fun. And uh, we are so excited because next week on the podcast, we are going to be talking all about the Good Witch. And we are going to be having uh, our new Good Witch correspondent that's going to be joining us <laughs> uh, that for our recaps of that show. Uh, our, one of our friends from Twitter, Georgia, and at Georgia Speech, is agreed to be our uh, co-host for uh, The Good Witch. And we're really excited for Good Witch recaps. And so she's going to join us next week to kind of preview. We're going to talk about the movies slash three first three seasons of the show and uh, kind of what we like about the show. And it's going to be really fun. So if you're Good Witch fans, you're going to want to make sure to tune into that next week. So lots of fun stuff coming up on the podcast, even if not so much good stuff coming up on Hallmark Channel <laughs> this weekend. And uh, so we're excited. And uh, so Amber, how can people uh, contact you? Um, as always, I'm at Amber Brainwaves on Twitter, and that's it. Awesome. And you can find me at Rachel's Reviews on iTunes and YouTube. Make sure you're following the podcast on Twitter, Instagram. We post every single day. We try to live, uh, live feed, every live tweet everything that they do, all the new programming. And uh, we are, are available. The podcast is available on YouTube, iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, everywhere that you can pretty much download podcasts, we are on in there. So please check that out. Please put your reviews for us on iTunes and, and rate us. We'd really appreciate it. And uh, thanks so much. And we will uh, talk to you all next week with, uh, with The Good Witch. Bye. And don't forget to hashtag Hallmark Sam, your favorite pick, so that yes. Sam gets to watch it. Yes, Hallmark Sam, uh, and uh, we'll find something really great for him. Like, don't try to troll it, because he could be turned off Hallmark movies forever. <laughs> this could be our one shot. So uh, let's, uh, let's, let's pick something good. So, All right, great. Well, thanks, and uh, we will talk to you all next week. Bye. Bye, Bye everybody.